season finale and also the season premiere of Saipod because we, we, we've been uh, gone for a short minute for a bit you could say and this is the first we've time we've been gone for a Bhutanese standard time minute. yes exactly and this is the first time you're watching the podcast this is a podcast about nothing where we talk about uh, random stuff with guests which we do not know we're going to bring until the last minute yeah it's ad hoc it's very ad hoc just much like our government okay and <laughs> and uh, Ooh, okay it's, it's it was been firing since uh, covid okay well, what was i going to say uh, yeah so uh if without any further ado i think let kinley uh oh, actually this is return of kinley no no it's not it's not, the return of it's not the return of kinley no, the last episode i was there yeah, you were there sorry it's been a while see as you can tell so kinley why don't you introduce our guest like you always do Well, he is my baby brother. Yes. He is a psychology major. Um, And also... Not a counselor though. He's just a psychology major. Mm-hmm. Valedictorian, top of his class. Wow. Also one third of the Dick Dick Boys. Mm-hmm. And also recently released a song with Norla and uh, Chowang uh, called Autumn Falls. Check in winter. Out. In yeah. winter. Autumn Falls in winter. <laughs> Check that out on Juno Music. Please give it up for my... Little troglodyte of a brother, Kinde. We'll add the applause in later. Yes, we will. And uh, also, he's also, if you guys think you might have recognized him, he's also uh, uh, Exhibit B. In Getter B. In Getter B. Though, if you know, you know. You yeah. know. Yeah. And he's also Dope Angel. Yeah, he's also Dope Angel. The inf- infamous Dope Angel. The infamous Dope I like how we always, we looked it all back now together. Okay, anyways. Right. Hello, Kinde. What would you like to talk about today? I thought you guys were going to decide no, what we were going to no. talk about today. No, we're just going to... This is ad hoc. Yeah, we're, we're ringing it. We're ringing yeah. it. What do we think? Again, our government. <laughs> this is, uh, let's now go to the government, shall we? Yeah. Okay. Screw he's, you, Big Mom. He's... he's, he's <laughs> go on. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even ask him a damn single thing. Okay. Uh, Kinder, psychology. What is... Uh, Why did what? you actually take up psychology? I mean, I'm your elder brother, so it's kind of weird for me to ask you these questions. Yeah, let me ask you that. Why did you take up psychology as a, uh, as a major to study in college? And if you just give a short one-word answers, I will beat you. God damn it. All right. Um, psychology for me, it started off like... like I took science in class 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. So like, um, actually my goal of What I wanted to do with my life was I wanted to be a doctor. Mm. But then halfway through studying biology, I realized that I did not like in-depth biology. Mm. I like the, the surface level, so like things which I could... Is that why you have an essay? Easily. <laughs> God! God! We're not talking about that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Go on. It's, It's a, a joke. It's okay. That's why the sidepod, it's uncut, uncensored, and raw. We're like a Jew. Like that, I think we have to cut that. Just kidding, just kidding. Okay, continue. Yeah. Where were you? So, I didn't really like biology very in-depth. So, the next course of action was trying to find out what I could do with my life. And during that period, I felt really lost. I didn't really know what was what I was going to do with my life. So Was that after high school? No, no, during high school. During high school. Yeah, wow, you're having a midlife crisis during high school. Yeah. I guess so. Okay. But like, yeah, at that point I I started talking to people and then I realized that so I realized that at that moment that I could like <coughs> grasp that pe- when people weren't sad, they were able to come to me and they were able to talk with me and, they, and like I didn't like like I wasn't that type of person who like said like, you know you should do this or you should do, should do that mm. so like when people found that I really listened to them mm. it's like I think they really found that like you know very nice so mm. it's like and when I did that it like I think I felt really happy mm. like even think? though yeah I still think okay okay <laughs> so yeah I I felt really happy doing that so mm. like from there on like I was searching up what I could do and then I found psychology so yeah that's how I pursued psychology okay so uh, how long was this course in in college was it four years three years I mean in India it's like some colleges offer it for three years but like there are 
like when you when I searched up psychology in like America and Australia, usually the undergrad degrees there, you do it for like four four years. So like I think there are some differences, but like I think majority of it is pretty same. Okay. Yes. So what is it? Four or three years? Both, both of them. Okay. Yes to both. Okay. Yes to both. <laughs> Okay, I I, I I I had a joke for that, but it's gone. Okay, anyways, uh, so <laughs> oh no, you know what that joke? Is. <laughs> oh, by the way, I completely forgot. Jews are not uncut; they are cut. My mistake. <sighs> Sorry, I had to. I cannot go without making corrections. So are Brahmins. Okay. Mm. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, uh, what are your main takeaways from learning psychology in college? Um, psychology. In terms of what i mostly took away from psychology is like everything has to be in in some sense balance mm. like when you look at like when you look at let's say in terms of like you know everyone talks about a balanced diet mm. but like we either eat too less or we eat too much mm. and not, not, neither of them are really good to your body so mm. in that sense also like or you eat too much of a particular food group yeah. too much like we eat a lot of carbs mm-hmm. yeah. okay so like in terms of like psychology when you like either think like when you overthink too much then there's an issue there mm. and then like when you there's not much of thinking then there's another issue there mm. you see so it's like we uh, should think this is a very bad example I'm very sorry <laughs> so basically when you overthink you have somebody like me and when you underthink you have a politician Ah, we're going there. <laughs> I think we're just using him as a you guys as, as, a puppet, as, <laughs> as a puppet. As a puppet. No, but I know I you've you've seen the you've seen the podcast, so you know what this he's, is. He's, 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 you're basically a plot device. Today. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyways, no, let's not delve into too much that. There'll be moments. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now we're done with the government jokes. No, we're not done. But no. it's there. It's gonna come. It'll keep coming. We'll oh. keep coming. But then subtly, subtly, okay. very subtly. I, I love my government. <laughs> I love my government. You love your government? <laughs> what are you going to say next year? Uh, uh, no promises. <laughs> no promises. I love you, but no promises. <laughs> That's what Kindy's ex-girlfriend said to him. You walked right into that one. Okay, you walked right into that one. Okay. Man, I'm the blind one. Ah, okay. Sorry. Wait, 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 if you're bashing too much on Kindy, yeah. it's all jokes. Kindy never had a girlfriend. Okay, I did. Okay, but no, I'm but we're not going to go into Okay, good segue. No, Aut- autumn, autumn Falls. Yeah, Autumn Falls. Autumn Falls. Okay. How did that song come about? And what made you, you know, expand well, into yeah. your musical horizons? Was it because of your brother? Was it always an interest within you? Was it one day you were in Bayou listening to Joji and thought, huh, why not? I think it's Joji and not Joji. <laughs> Joji is good. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so... Basically, I remember telling Nola mm. one night, like we were, it was, it was like every he was dropping everybody off, and I was the last person he drops off usually, because I make him take me for a ride usually. Okay. So it's like one of those times I was he was driving, and I was like, you know, Nola, you should add me to a song if you ever decide on making a new one. And then mm. he's like, all right. Were you drunk? Hmm? Um, relatively, relatively, yeah. okay, relatively. You usually would not say this if you were so. Mm. Go on. Okay. So then, so then, uh, one day he just like calls me up and then he's like, "You wanna, you wanna be a part of this song?" And it's not actually Autumn Falls, but it's uh, Summer Again. His oh, song Summer before, Again, yeah, yeah, Summer Before Autumn Falls. So then, like, uh, I added a few minuscule parts in there and then like I think it's a song for him he he, a majority of the song is his mm-hmm. but like after that like I started listening to free beats on YouTube you found then, that beat? yeah and then I found that beat and I was like instantly I like you know I could like get a what do you say a chorus a verse mm. there. a melody yeah a melody mm. and then like I was like next the next day I go to Lapsum Mm. or L3 mm. who's be- so I go to him and I'm like you know I got this song and then he's like alright let's listen to it and then like that's how we basically began so did you have the lyrics or did you have the melody so I had a little bit of the lyrics mm. and the melody mm. and then 
majority of the lyrics uh, Norla Hapsum they kind of helped me with it so mm-hmm. yeah it's partly I owe it to them okay so so uh, do you plan on making more music or was just a one off I have no idea hmm. but how did you feel expanding into that because I didn't know you as a you know as a musical person you knew him as a boom mic operator yeah we knew him as a boom mic <laughs> operator and our AD yeah so uh, what came over was it always in you or you just wanted to try it I just I guess I just wanted to try something new I guess mm. I mean I've always uh, heard him singing yeah, we, like, I, I I always sing I usually sing but like it's just like bathroom singing yeah mm. bathroom singing but then like this time I was like yeah you know when I have the opportunities to and the friends with yeah. the tools huh? yeah so why I was not? like ah oh, why not take the opportunity okay I really like the song though yeah it's got a very you should check it out on Junor Music yeah subscribe to Junor Music melancholic conic yeah bittersweet yeah melancholic kind of feel Mm. like don't don't frown that it's over smile Smile. that it happened and and kill yourself because it's done okay okay let's not go (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh, the music video also happened abruptly no you guys planned that or was just like one day you say yeah let's do it um it was more like um let's because like norla he basically started like you know he has before this he has summer again mm-hmm. then he has spring break so it's sort of like oh all summer he's trying to, he's trying to edge here yeah. you guys huh it's a it's a or seasonal Keats, yeah. it's a seasonal like you know so when's when's winter wonderland that you have to yeah. find out that'll come out in spring <laughs> most probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, how, it's all like it's all, one yeah. season apart. You know, how, yeah. Summer came out in winter, was actually. No, summer, spring again came out. Spring break came out in somewhere around early I summer, I think know. so. But then the, but the, it was the summer thing. Yeah. It was two years ago. Summer. Oh wow! Uh, spring break. Though. Spring break was. Two so, <laughs> so now you, you you you've just given away his next project now. No, everyone knows about winter. Yeah, every, everybody knows. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah, uh, Nola has posted you, it. I'm not saying. News to me now. So what's it going to be called? Winter what? Winter, winter again, I think. Winter. It's either winter again or winter end. I'm not entirely sure though. Spring I think it's summer winter again. again. Autumn falls. No, no, winter end. Sorry. Winter summer end. again. Mm. Ragnarok. Oh. <laughs> Ragnarok winter. <laughs> oh, that's winter what? Boy. <laughs> Ragnarok winter. Mm. Yeah, but then like, this kind of feels so weird because I'm his brother and I already know the answers to all this. How yeah, do I that's ask good. A that's, that, that's called uh, what you call uh, pre-interview. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been pre-interviewing this guy since he was born. Okay. No, but like it's like he used to intern at the psychiatric ward, mm. and I've actually been there for therapy. Like mm. I was there for therapy in April of 2022, mm. and. Compared to what it was a few years ago, I gotta say it's much better. Like the, the therapists. Yeah, I think. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of an issue here and there, but mm. at the same time, I think they're doing a really good job. What about you? Like, you want to work? I don't really know this answer because he hasn't really told me. But like, are you planning to, you know, do counseling in Bhutan once you do done with your masters? Well, that's the hope, I guess. Mm. Because. I do not like how uptight uh, you're being um, right now. Yeah, I feel very nervous. Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Hey, I'm no swearing in front of your elders. Elders, bitch. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, it's okay. Whatever you say yeah. in these four walls will remain in these four walls. Only Hazan will know. Yes. Go on. Who's Hazan? No, nothing. We will talk about this later. She, she made a confession to us once. Yes. You know, and we said that to her. Okay. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So, you want to do counseling in Bhutan? Yeah. Like, I hope I can do counseling here in Bhutan, but like, I just, like, currently I'm trying to, with, by pursuing a master's of counseling, I want to broaden my horizons and what I can try to do. Mm. Like, I still feel like I don't know much mm. as of yet with mm. this degree in psychology, mm. but like, I want to learn more, I want to know more, I want to be able to help my clients to the best of possibilities okay the best of the you should see the book he reads at home what's it called the diagnostics the dsm yeah the dsm the diagnostics something manual the diagnostics and statistical manual of mental health 
Wow. Interesting read. Like, it's got every mental condition in it. Okay, can you diagnose me something? Because I'm pretty sure I have some mental issue with me, but I, I definitely have ADHD. <laughs> I definitely have ADHD. That is self diagnosed, okay? Like, I don't even need to be a counselor or okay. therapist to know that you've got ADHD. I've, I've, I've got ADHD for sure. I, 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 suspect, I suspect I have a slight form of dyslexia, but then I think it's just more of ADHD, which makes me read things very quickly. I'm pretty so, sure I don't have dyslexia. Okay. Okay, I, I'm very, very... No, but then he doesn't... Like, I don't that's one good thing that I've noticed. You don't want to diagnose him. Yeah. Because okay. he's not qualified. Okay, qualified. yeah, but I'll listen to your educated opinion, right? But my educated opinion can be wrong. Yes, but at least I would uh, appreciate your educated opinion rather than to some bartender or some guy out there who gives bad advice. Or advice which is not generally What sort of bars are you going qualified. to asking? No, it's, I'm just giving that <laughs> trope that bartenders are like terrible. <laughs> What's got you worried, sir? You know what? You know what helps, sir? Anxiety is a nice shot of gin. Okay, uh, let's say. Uh, uh, speaking of anxiety and alcohol, no, alcohol is a good trope for stress. Stress, no stress. Even cigarettes is a good, uh, good uh, source of relieving for stress. They've actually found that it's more stimulating. Oh, but at least it blocks it out for temporarily, okay? I suppose. I don't, yeah. I don't okay. Know. So what would you think is a good, uh, what do you call a placebo or a good uh, uh, alternative to relieving stress if you, if you instead of using like abuse of alcohol and drugs or smoking? What would you recommend, sir? Like taking a deep breath or you don't have to. Stroll? You don't have to go professional. Just do you go professional, man? I'm just He's so scared you. that he will say something and somebody online will be like, actually, yes. We don't need to worry about that, okay? Don't need to worry about that. I'm just asking you as a friend to a friend, you know. Let's say I have some stress. Let's say I have some anxiety and I don't want to drink. I don't want to smoke. And he but, doesn't come to you I'm as getting, a professional. But I'm getting the glitz now because I need something to cope with. Click, click. Yeah. So what would you say? I mean, journaling Achoo, is always a... Journaling has always been something helpful. Journaling. Yeah, Kelly's mm. tried journaling yeah, as well. I do journaling. And how's that helps? It helps because a lot of the time, I think, when we are anxious or we are stressed out, we especially in Asian communities, we have not just Asian communities, but in general. Mm. But I think it's more prevalent in Asian communities because of the fact that we don't have this habit of talking to uh, people about what stresses right, us oh, out, right? Okay. So journaling seems to really, it, it really helps because you can vent. Mm. It's sort of like your. It's sort of like the book is your own. I wouldn't say therapist, but something that's listening to you. Mm. Just write, and you don't have to worry about like spellings and all that. It's just about getting out what you're feeling. Mm. And I found that that's really been helpful. Mm. Although in my journals, I've threatened that a robot in the future will come and kill you if you read the journal. Actually, yeah. To be, to think of it before when I used to have like little like kind of like frustration, I used to write notes on my phone. Like whatever I was feeling, like mm-hmm. like one paragraph, then I would feel better. You're right. Okay, I think actually that is a good uh, uh, coping mechanism. Is that the yeah, right word? Yeah, it's a coping mechanism. What else? Let's see if you're I not mean, a very you know expressive person or a, you know creative person who could write something on a piece of paper who's still you know apprehensive over that. What would you else? What else? Alternatively, would but you again, journaling doesn't necessarily mean you have to write. It just means Notes. you could if you have a recorder on your phone just. Voice memo? Voice memoing yourself. Recording what you're feeling. Ah. And maybe listening to it later when you're in a more... I don't know. I'm not... This is again... This is not an opinion. This is your opinion. This is just my opinion. I just think that when people say journaling, they're always taking it because this, like mental health studies and all, you know, it doesn't... It predates recorded technology as well. So Mm. I'm probably guessing that those days journaling was the thing. But nowadays, I'm sure you can even just like voice memo yourself. Okay. What else from your side, Kinde? Well, a lot of when when I was at the hospital for three months, I remember a lot of a lot of the counselors used to recommend meditations for meditation. Yeah. Okay. Stress for anxiety. Yes. And they used to teach them how to do the breathing techniques yes. as well. Like, I mean, there are people who you know it works for them. Mm. There are there are some who it doesn't really work for. But like, you know, you should give it a go. Yeah, you should try like, some multiple things. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the at the end of the day, I particularly think that whatever works for you works for you. But it just it has to be something which doesn't like bite you in your bite you in your bum at the end of the 
in the long run. Listen to me, so clean, not wanting to use dirty words. In the long run, after you just dropped the f bomb two minutes ago. Okay. So, yeah, with like when you say smoking and all, mm. I mean it is temporarily temporary relief in the short term, but in the long run you're going to face consequences, you know. Mm. But it, it does like like it is a form. Yeah, it does. It is a form. I would My anxiety is cured, but I've got lung cancer. <laughs> no, but actually that's a very actually a bad narrative because I've seen you yes, smoking does no, it kill a lot of people in yeah. the end of the day, but in terms of like the percentage wise of people who get lung cancer is not that much it's just that people who chain smoke heavily get lung cancer while as person who takes a cigarette every now and again the of course there is a chance but i think it's not really doesn't cause one cigarette a day will cause you a death in the near future mm-hmm. i mean i i occasionally smoke even though yeah. i tell people i quit <laughs> yeah no, it's okay i think like even like uh drinking once a week i think is still okay i haven't drunk since his birthday <laughs> You know, I'm drunk. I haven't I drank, drank manga. Yeah. Drink, drank, drunk. Tell me which one is right. Both are right. I haven't drunk. Both can be used. I think I haven't Why drank. Why are you asking? Me? I'm asking you. You're the you're the thing. You're the neutral one. I said it's only drank. He's saying drink, drunk, drunk. I'm the ego. You're the super ego. He's the what's the word? No, how is it? Id, ego, super ego. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Explain that. Uh, that's very. Um, It's the three. Uh, This is called personality Jung. components of uh, Sigmund Freud. Oh, Freud. Okay. So what's that? So it would be your, let's say, natural instinct to do something. Mm. Whereas your super ego is something which has been socialized into you mm-hmm. at a very young age. Mm. This is all theoretical. Okay. It's all theoretical. Does not mean that it exists. Mm. It's just something that Freud came up with in his theories. and then like the ego is like something that balances the two of them mm. so like for example if i can give you an example like let's say you're walking down the street and you see a man and he's walk- and he's eating ice cream mm. so then your your it would probably say i want to eat that ice cream let's go take it from that man mm. then your super ego goes no you can't do that mm. that's very wrong that's like you know mm. you're doing something wrong and it's then your ego is like okay this We're clearly Your hungry. Your ego is balancing it out. Yeah. Sort of. We're clearly hungry, but we can't do that. Let's go buy a. Isn't that like your logic, your ego, yeah, you your think, instinct, if conscience? If you think about it, like the entire, it's been personified. If you think about it, Tom mm. and Jerry, the devil and the angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the devil. The devil saying like, like, do this. The angel said, no, 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 don't do it because you know it's wrong. Yeah. And the middle, it's it, if it's you think you. about it, it's like your your ego is you, your id is your more compulsive, impulsive sides. and your super ego if i'm getting this correct mm-hmm. is just what sees so, so socially wrong or mm-hmm. correct yeah. and tells you to do according to that mm-hmm. you should get, you should look it up if you want a more in-depth yeah explanation of it okay yes. the it. but can you give me the tldr though <laughs> the, the tldr is basically that okay all right more psychological facts how are you with religion um I'm very I would say what's Are you like Acho? He's agnostic, but he denies he's an agnostic. That's what makes him an agnostic. I don't have label. I don't like labels for it. Okay, that's why. Okay, what is your I'm, I'm what, what is like, your what is your I'm more like if somebody tells me to do this in terms of a religious situation, I'm like, oh, I have no problem doing it. Yeah, but what, what is your personal beliefs about religion? About uh, God and your faith and your belief system. Well, In my opinion I believe that there's always been one god okay. and there has been a multiple representation representation of them mm-hmm. like with Buddha with Jesus Christ with Muhammad right Muhammad is prophet Allah the prophet yeah, Allah for, but Jesus again is not a god also Jesus also is a prophet but like when you look yeah. at them like be, they basically are teaching the same thing right yeah yeah, yeah. they are all about the muslims the extreme islamites might want to kill oh, you <laughs> No, but like what I get the gist of what these religions are is that they're basically trying to tell people to be good human beings. Yes. So what is that's not going to people. That's going to you. What do you believe in? So yeah, I'm believing them. He believe he's universalist. Universalist. I don't know. I think it's so. You also like actually you don't like labels. 
No, no, I just don't know the terms. I think okay. it's universal. It's either an atheist. I could be wrong. Check it. Atheist, an agnostic, or you can be either a Buddhist or a Christian or Hindu or this or that. So, what do you think? You are more lean towards. Basically, theistic or non-theistic. I have no idea what these terms. <laughs> You're not familiar with... Theist would be somebody atheist, who atheism, oh, okay, okay. atheism is... He doesn't believe in God. Yes. Completely. Yeah. 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 Uh, then there's people who does who do believe and then there's agnostic who... like We cannot, we cannot know for sure whether mm. it is or not. Well, yeah, I guess so. So an agnostic would say. More lean towards agnosticism. Mm. Like, is it called it's agnosticism? It's agnosticism. For me, personally, it's more like if they're there, well and good. If they're not there... There's not much difference. I are you? Uh, for me. Uh, are you? Uh, do you pray? Not like often, not in general, but do you pray? No, in general, sorry. Do you pray like sometimes? I would say sometimes. Yeah. So when you pray, who do you think of? But again, no. But like, what do you mean by prayer? Because I sometimes think that the word like, like. So when you see prayer, people always seem to take it as this thing of reading pecha, yeah. reading pecha or reciting pecha, mantra, you know, mantra yeah. sutras, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same with whatever. Like the, the, I've always never seen that. For me, that's never been prayer. Like I'm always used to tell me that prayer was never meant. It doesn't necessarily have to be to a god. Mm. It can just be a voicing out of expression that you feel no mm. and it doesn't necessarily have like that's always what I've always believed as prayer mm. yeah. I remember dad used to tell me like when you pray you should usually pray for all the sentient beings yeah, in this yeah. world that's, that's like usually Buddhist. when I pray that's what I usually pray for mm. what do you talk, when you pray how do you talk to you like when you pray what do you say usually like if I I pray to Guru Mujay. yeah no I like pray. but so I pray I say okay Guru Mujay, let today be good let no kin barsha come to my life thank you mm. And in, in the end of the day, thank you to the Nokian Barsi came. Sleep. Mm-hmm. But it's very small. I'm not the practicing kind of type person. Mm-hmm. I'm not. But then I do prostrate every day a little bit just because my family is very religious and then they appreciate me. So it's also a lack of, also a showing of respect, also a little bit of practicing with yeah. faith because I've had my own experience with faith, which yeah. I've mentioned on the podcast earlier episodes. Shameless plug with number four. So. <laughs> <laughs> So ever since that, there's a little bit of supernatural connection with that. But I still don't believe in the, you know, that I can transform into a thousand flowers and then I throw fire upon all wrathful fury. I don't believe in all that. Okay. But I do believe like there are certain things. Who transforms into a thousand flowers? <laughs> I'm just giving you an example. Okay. So that's, that seems lovely actually. Yeah. Like, like what can you do? I can transform no, no, like into how, a like, thousand flowers. Like, like how Buddha's story is like he came out of an armpit and yeah. every time he walked a lotus flower came and that's how the eight noble path came and all. No, it's a very mm. storytelling, you know, like mm. a, you tell a child like this. So I think these are methods of telling teachings mm. and stories you know, about mm. some things which will give you values in life mm. to become a good person, which you just mentioned that time. So like there are certain things which I correlate, like mm. sometimes like, uh, and I feel like, you know, good thoughts equals good uh, th- things which happen. You know, I believe a lot in karma, juju. I believe in bad juju. As I also believe in karam. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of Buddhists believe in karam. So I believe like if you, if you do stupid shit which pisses a lot of people off, they'll give you, they'll talk bad about you, they'll curse you and that energy will translate into something bad. Yeah, but then if you do good things, also people still... Yeah, but that's karam also. Yeah, so that's, that's I'm like, karma. either way you're going to yeah. lose. So, just... so, but in the, my belief system, I feel like, you know, if you do good upon others and people think good upon you, that will translate into good things for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's how I believe it. Explain with examples. Huh? Me? <laughs> <I'm asking. laughs> no, but like, uh, like when I had this conversation with somebody who I shall not name okay and I remember we were talking about this idea of religion and even though I'm not religious I'm not somebody who shuns it no mm-hmm. I mean I only shun it if it's extreme like I don't believe in extreme forms of I don't believe in doing crazy things in the name of religion like animal sacrifices and all that sort of stuff I don't believe it, but I do understand why somebody would do it. And we were talking and then they, they asked me, like, if you're somebody who doesn't believe, why do you, you know, like when somebody, like Rimro, this why do you go and think? No? Because I was thinking my, 
religion is not necessarily just religion you know it's also cultural. a cultural and it is a traditional thing mm. and these are certain aspects of my culture and tradition that i want to think mm. and i was having the same conversation with someone else who is much like myself a non believer mm. and then i i like that they they said i believe i don't believe mm. it but i accept it mm-hmm. that's kind of you know like hard to understand no like what it means is like you don't have to believe in the all powerful and all thing mm. but at the same time you do believe in your family's values and mm. you believe you accept your family believes in this mm. and for the sake of your family and for the sake of being a part of that unit mm. or that community mm. you accept it mm. even mm. though you don't have to believe it mm. Mm. what do you believe believe in bhutan <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really thought <gasps> that much. Don't you subtle it, subtly it'll come subtly it'll come this. You say? Yeah. I haven't gone to that extent of thinking about it but mm. Yeah, for me it's relatively simple with the religion. Mm. Have you ever been in a very desperate dire scenario where I turn to religion? No, usually with well, certain so just in general. Statistics say that once we're at our lowest Uh-huh. we tend to pray that's what they say so statistically like in general humans because we don't know what to turn to there's no solution so we just we just pray like oh my god please if there's a god out there let everything be good you know has oh, there ever been a scenario I like mean that? like even though there have been certain situations in my life where I felt like that I but I've never really turned to religion in that way I guess mm It's more been like I'll figure this out when I cross that bridge or mm. I'll it'll, it'll, it's a know, problem for tomorrow's problems yeah. are for tomorrow it's like more yeah. like it's more like this idea of like uh, what do you say now it's more like this idea of like um you know it's not going to be the end of the world with this problem you're going to move on with it or you'll move past it eventually that's a lot of thing there uh, that's what impermanence you no know? thinking yeah. is no? we think about like don't need to be mad now because it is temporary mm-hmm. it will go away mm-hmm. and also if you're happy be happy now but know that also that will also go away that's um, impermanence no? that's another thing that they used to tell us about anxiety mm-hmm. like uh, when i was counselor at hospital they used to like also Inter- tell yeah they used to also tell the patients like you know like, when you experience that anxiety at that moment you should like you know think that like you know at that moment you're experiencing these stuff but eventually they will go yes. away as well yeah, yeah. so in a way it's like it's helping them cope yeah, yeah. another way what i feel like personally for me is like i've also gone through moments of anxiety but i cannot speak for everyone maybe people have more worse bad worse spouts but then when i what i, I was think, no, but is, like sorry if i could cut in like yeah sorry everyone's anxiety mm. is subjective yeah, like subjective. i think one of the worst things you could do to somebody who's going through anxiety is tell them your solution no, no is no. tell them your oh why are you anxious there are other people who are going mm. through tougher things yeah, but yeah. that's the thing that's one of the worst things you could tell somebody mm. because everything is subjective right like mm-hmm. your feelings what your the anxiety the stresses you're going through mm. yeah sure maybe it's they're not, not mm. but then to you they are mm. and i think that downplaying is what causes a lot of follow up mental condition issues later on sorry but you're saying so basically what i think is like uh this is also because i do a little bit of research with religion and also with uh, psychology a little bit little bit mm-hmm. i dabble i dabble so it's my opinion is very uneducated it's just very surface level so what i feel is like humans when we think about a scenario which is like not up to our hands let's say we do something but it's in up in the air someone else's mm-hmm. hands okay so our ego wants it to happen you know that's our expectation mm-hmm. and we put it our desired outcome in certain area but we do not account for much of the failure bit you know we don't prepare ourselves like if that doesn't happen then what will we do mm-hmm. we only think about the uh, extreme like best outcome and we don't prepare ourselves for extreme worst outcome so when that happens we are worried no because we want that outcome to happen and that causes us to stress that causes us to, to be anxious mm-hmm. so how i try to cope with it is i always try to like if something's going to happen i try to prepare for it i say like i'll give my best attempt And after that, whether I give my best attempt, if I feel a shitty or not, it's up to the air, okay? Because I'll expect, I'll hope for the best outcome, but I'll also at the same time expect like the worst. So if this doesn't happen, 
fuck it i'm fine mm-hmm. i'll accept whatever happens. i'll accept it and when i go to like pray in the chesham or in the hagang policy exam or outcome example mm-hmm. i pray like hopefully this is the outcome which i desired outcome will happen and if it happens i'll use this opportunity to not only help myself but help others mm-hmm. so that's how i prepare for it that's why it helps me mm-hmm. so if anyone's out there with anxious this is just my solution okay <laughs> so that's but it helps i think that helps you just expect the worst thing to happen and ex- accept it so if it happens you're good and if it doesn't happen great the desired thing has achieved little bit of amor fati there amor fati well please i want to understand more of that what is amor fati love of fate love of fate yeah uh stoicism so yeah you explain you, explain you, explain you know good time to dabble in otherwise these people will say we're toys we're just yeah yapping up and we're not letting you speak i, I don't know much about amor fati but like stoicism is basically this philosophy that it like i don't exactly know who came up with it mm-hmm. but like this there's a book by marcus aurelius yeah. called meditations that deal, deals oh, with a lot yeah. of stoicism so like a lot of um, what we <coughs> understand of stoicism i think it comes from that book okay. itself so, so, it's, so what i'm talking about is called the stoicism stoicism stoic like stoic yeah, stoic yeah. okay so like the I'll say like I, if I could give a brief ex- explanation it's more like this understanding that you cannot control your environment mm-hmm. so and the only thing that you can control is sort of your mind and your thoughts right yes so like even if like whatever situation happens around your environment mm-hmm. if it's better you shouldn't really try to control them because they're out of your grasp mm. but like it's more like you try to control how you deal with that situation or mm. that environment mm. So yeah, it's 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 a beautiful book, I would say. Mm, okay, but I think also for why I also feel like a little bit like a little bit calmer than other people, because people usually my family says I don't have much stress. It's not like that's the case because every human, you know, we human, mm. we have stress over things. It's also because of, maybe because of I'm a little nihilistic, uh-huh. because I don't like I'm like ah at the end of the day we're all gonna die. You know, the world is meaningless. So I let, mean, it, let it be. There's one way I was looking at that. It's like it's like one way we could look at. look at it it's like oh no we are all going to die but another way is like oh well we're going to die at the end of the day so whatever you do really doesn't mm. you know you shouldn't really for give so much like what do you say like like i really don't care sweat about the it. small things mm. we say yeah, <laughs> yeah that but in the other end we also have like contradicting beliefs like oh it's the little things in life no i think you pleasure what i think like drinking thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> on a cold you know, Tuesday night them, eh? I don't care it's my favorite drink I, I don't mind giving Where them Where do you get a thumbs up from? Huh? You can get it from Kelden right next to Mutatang hmm? Oh by the way this is a good time to mention uh, the sponsor of this video which I will ask for sponsorship now because I told them last time I'll sponsor this Naughty Pigs and Levels <laughs> which is now located in multi-level parking and Naughty Pigs right next to Malaya Jewelry next to Where Old Swiss Bakery used to be Yeah they Above Hotel Pedling Please go there. It's my two friends' establishment, and they have nice snacks and uh, cocktails. And Levels is a great place to have a night out with your family and friends. Sorry, not your family, like your dad and mom, but your friends. Hey, hey, mate, come on, some dad and moms. Yeah, some dad and moms are cool. So yeah, why don't you go and check it out? I mean, my mom and dad don't do that, but doesn't mean they're not cool. Okay, and <laughs> speaking of levels, what is levels to life? No, but then like <laughs> you were saying, no, um, like what was that thing you were saying that? Um, Nihilism? No. What? When I said don't sweat the small things, you said, oh, the contradicting belief that yeah. cherish the little things as well. Mm. I think, again, context matters. Mm. Like, cherish the little things in the sense like these small moments because contextually, if it's a good thing for you, mm-hmm. then, then yeah, cherish these things, right? Mm. Like, moments you get with your family, family friends. or friends or just sometimes like having absolute solitude to be with yourself. Mm. which you don't get these days a lot of mm-hmm. but at the same time don't sweat the small things or probably be like oh there are horrible things happening don't don't, don't you know contextually don't don't worry about things that you can't control, control. or things that you can't really have no say in so in just focus on the good things and ignore the shitty things in life i wouldn't say ignore again ignore would not be the word it's more like accept the accept accept the, accept the bullshit yeah. yeah accept the bullshit and go along with the good and and you know focus on the good shit. Again, I, I although I, do, I wouldn't say you would accept bullshit. I I feel like it's more like 
for me it's always been that see what you can do to improve that situation however once you have exhausted everything then it's fine it's like it's like you know when we're filming if something goes wrong you don't just say oh shit it's gone wrong now we can't do anything about it you don't cancel the shoot until you exhausted every contingency right like i think that's the same thing with life too like Okay, sure. Your uh, your thing to this place got like let's say your visa to Australia got denied. Mm-hmm. Not the biggest thing. Yeah. Guess what? Figure, can out, something. figure out something else. Try yeah. something else. Yeah. Then only like be like, oh shit. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. So yeah, basically just management of your emotions and your thought process, remember? Yeah. Which yeah. people have difficulty in trying to control them. No. I think yeah. it's like. One of the worst things, one of the worst habits I've seen in Bhutan, especially regarding mental health, mm. is one as we were talking, the idea that your suffering is invalid because somebody else They're is suffering, suffering more, more than you. Mm. Again, suffering is subjective. We do not know how just because a man, per someone, is really earns more money than us, we cannot say that their suffering is any less than our own. Mm. They probably have shit that they have to deal with as well. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. That's one thing I've noticed with Buddha. Another thing is a very strange form of uh what's the word? Ignoring a person's mental health because they think that it is karmic condition. Yeah, yeah you know like I'd say my name. You know, I'm so sorry you've got uh you know you're going through depression. You know maybe in your past life you did something and this is your atonement. But then again like I'm like you're sort of like downplaying what somebody is going through. even if it is karmic or non karmic i don't know but i think just to say that and to sideline that is like one of the more scary things that a lot of bhutanese people do yeah well, i mean i've had it said to me so many times you know when i was growing up with my eye condition mm. i had family members and aunts and uncles who were like oh you know your eye problem it's what to do you know it's sad you know you've tingi maile and it's like how like i i kind of downplays the kind of situation you know? yeah and i don't hold it against them again it's the way they were raised and it's a, it's it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's this generational gap. gap and not just gap but it's also this generational passing down of these values right but i think it's kind of scary now with bhutan because mental health has gotten really bad for a lot of young people and most of the time one of the biggest things you hear them saying is that no one seems to listen to what they're yeah, going through or that people are downplaying it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I can I understand but I'm also I'm guilty of that saying but then I usually say that just say like what can you do about it is going back to that point like just well, well, I accept it no know. but I think there are so many things you can do one thing is just listening to somebody when they yeah, yeah yeah I've recently been like learning that sometimes when someone asks comes in to console for console you don't you know try to justify with logic but try to listen it out to their mm. emotions no because that's what men usually tend to do mm. what they advise yeah. them yeah. Kinder usually no no I was like not that Kinder does that what I'm saying is no, no, Kinder and I, I had like, a talk about this yeah, yeah. I had a talk about this also. because like I was talking to Kinder and I was like saying you know usually with men when it comes to like people asking them about like when people oh. seek solace for men it's usually like for them we like for usually for a lot of men it's like you know what can they do to help this person so this usually see like, it as a problem to be talked about yeah, yeah. and where like where whereas when you look at women it's more like oh you're going through this let me listen to you mm. let me console you let me hug you mm. you know and like uh, there are those more like for some people that's like for some people i wouldn't say like like for all of them that's what you should do mm. like for, maybe for some people they yeah. like that yeah, 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 yeah. they want that advice yeah, right? yeah, yeah. because they don't really know what they were going yeah, to do. I think a lot of the time like, like men go to other men mm, with yeah, the issues we want advice yes. like it is with advice but like usually with women it's again like, that's most i'm not saying all like with a majority of women yeah. i feel like it's like they like you know they listen to their friends and yeah. then they are able to console them so in that way i find like you know they're like a little bit yeah yeah better that's why and that. uh, I've also sort of thought about that but when I always try to challenge uh, tackle my problems logically rather than emotionally because emotions are very a very unreliable thing you can hold on when you're angry and you make a decision when you're happy you make a decision it is not the best decision you know, reaction, you know? so you should always you know try to look at it in a logical space I mean, not that your emotions affected you should like like when you have these high moments of emotions whether it's like 
happiness, happiness or anger or sadness. Hmm. Usually those moments aren't really the best time you should take an action. Yes. Take action. But like going back to the point, like when there's someone comes in for, uh, you know, to console and want to feel better, I think it's better to relate them with them emotionally that hmm. listen to them out to let them feel better at the moment. Mm-hmm. But then after that, I think you, then you can give the real advice, you know, like mm-hmm. then you should do it like that rather than you know, listen to them. Because I think right. if you just keep, you know, giving out your frustrations and just listening to them out, that doesn't really solve the problem in long term necessarily. At least that's what I think. I think you rather give them a concrete, like this is the problem, this but is like, what you <clears> can <throat> do, and I think this will help. Rather than, okay, I know how you're feeling. It sucks. I'm mm-hmm. here for you. How do you feel? I think both works, but... If I had to lean towards one, I would still lean towards a more logical, long-term based solution. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Like for some people, they don't really want advice. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. And I get it. I get that. I get that now. Before I was to be like, no, fuck that. You know, fuck your emotions. But now I'm, I'm learning to be more sensitive towards other people's feelings, even though I am a very insensitive person. No, I, like, it's for me, especially like when I was going through my, in 2019, I was going through horrible anxiety okay and one of the biggest helps I had was him because okay. I was in Timbu by myself uh-huh. and my grandmother had died uh-huh. and Tenzin had just left and I think at that point having to deal with my grandmother dying and your wife leaving and my wife leaving I had this crippling sense of separation anxiety anxiety which sort of devolved into separation not just in the physical form but like death Mm. And I remember, and it got to the point where I couldn't sleep. Okay, and it's amazing how how much your mind affects your body. Yeah. Because my stomach, I couldn't eat. Like I was getting gastritis. I was feeling very gassed up. Mm. I was breaking out. Like I was scratching behind my head. And actually, I have scars on the right side of my head because of how vigorously I was scratching. Okay. Of the thing. That seems not too... Yeah, it's not healthy. <laughs> and one of the biggest solaces I had was him because okay. like, I was talking to him mm. and I was telling him like, this is what I'm going through. And and yeah, he's not supposed to, he wasn't treating me. He was yeah. just listening. Listening to him. And I think for me, that like was something that I really desperately needed at that point. And sometimes, yeah, it's amazing. You know, you, you just the idea of just having someone listen to you. Of course, it can't. I don't think it can just be any random person listen to you. It has to be someone who you, who you trust. trust and mm. who you draw comfort and solace from. A lot of the time, for a lot of people, it's usually friends. Like, mm. I mean, most people are not lucky enough to have a stable family system. Mm. You may not necessarily have parents who listen. Thankfully, mm. we do. Mm. But there are some people who don't. Mm. And... I've had I've said this many times before also is that you should always create a, su- a support system around you that comprises of people who you care for and who care for you yeah. who you support and who support you mm. and I think a lot of the time that really comes in handy yeah, yeah. I, I, I've also I recently watched one Instagram video or TikTok or something like when people are like coming in for like solace you, you should ask them like what's on your mind and that's the best question you can ask them and then if they want to say something they can say if they don't want to say then they don't have to say but that's usually the best question I, I, I read so I think that that kind of makes sense what came there from for you like what's been something that you've noticed with, with mental health in Bhutan as you somebody who, who studies psychology and yes well it's I think it's still developing here and um, I don't mean psychology in that way. I mean, like no, no. in terms of how mental health is treated here. Oh, oh okay. Mental health is treated. Eh? I mean, like now when you when after I visited the hospital, I feel like there are people who are there to support you to help you through this. But there are certain like you know, obviously the elder generation, because of the way they grew up and the different mindsets that they might have. Um, fortunately mom and dad had pretty different mindset compared to mm. the usual mindsets that people of their generation yeah. 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 so yeah I would say like it's still relatively new here the idea of mental health mm-hmm. but like we're getting I th- I believe that we're getting like you know there's more awareness on it mm. and people are you know are trying to open up about their mental health yeah. they're coming forward they're yeah. stepping up and like 
I mean, it's very scary to be vulnerable. Yeah. In, yeah. in those moments, yes. but like, it's better for you to st- step out and say, "Hey, I have this problem. Yeah. I need help. I need help." Than to just like you know bottle everything up, yes. and then one day something happens and you just it's like you, you get triggered and something happens and you know that's mm. yeah. Another thing that we've learned is that people who are going through mental health issues can't be helped if they don't want the help. Mm. So yeah, one, that's one of the like worst anything. things that denial. About, no, yes. not just denial, but let's say like we get it. Like as a family member, you have somebody who's going through depression, right? Yeah. You can't force them to go see a therapist unless they want to. See unless they want, because it yeah. has to be something. That, that's very frustrating. Also. Yeah, exactly. I, and I get it. Like, mm. it, it it can be very frustrating when because you're doing it out of this care, care yeah. for them, right? But at the same time, any I think most therapists or like professional psychologists would tell you is they can't help someone if someone doesn't want to be. Helped. That's an old saying. Well, like usually uh, when these types of clients come into the you know cl- come into the what do you say now clinic clinic, clinic. Uh, usually the I mean of course there is some level of uh, tension between the therapist and the client but then it's usually the job of the therapist to you know try to motivate them to come out to accept that they have these kinds of problems and they, they need help mm-hmm. because like there are situations where like um like for example when you look at the movie of goodwill hunting you know mm. like you know will is being placed into counseling and he doesn't really want to go but because the state enforces that he has to go so it's like at that moment like how do you deal with these kinds of clients mm. is another issue i guess your phone is ringing when i was doing uh, therapy in april uh i guess i did they're doing a good job one of the funnier things that happened was I'm sitting there, my counselor is there, and her apprentice. Is it apprentice? Yeah. Understood. The uh, resident, whoever okay. thing is sitting there. So I, th- I thought it was just one one on one. Oh, no, but there has they, to be somebody they, who observes and yeah, like they but, learn how to. But like, if you don't want them do to they, be there, do they have to sign some non-disclosure? No, they, yeah, it's it's it's, it's understood. It's understood. This is like patient okay. patient doctor confidentiality. Like, how about if you write say something which is criminal? Uh, what was the what's the word now? My vocabulary. Criminal. Like so, what? Yeah. Like, so criminal in incriminating, incriminating. I don't know what the rules are for that in this country. Okay. Mm. I feel yeah. sad. Why I killed somebody? It's <laughs> 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 No, but like, so so he's sitting there, right? I'm with the counselor. He's got his mask on. He's listening, and I'm telling him. I was telling the counselor, I was like, so yeah, I've been going through this, this, this. I swear, I don't think he meant it. And sometimes we just do things without realizing it. He went. <sighs> I looked at her. I was like, "Am I boring you?" You said that. <laughs> yes, as a joke. Uh, I was like, "Am I boring you?" <laughs> he goes, "No, I just came out accidentally." <laughs> I was like, "It's fine." I get it because sometimes you know when you're just sitting and your whole job is just to like listen to two people talk, which mm. probably what most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. German and all probably. And neither go to each other about depression, chatter. Yeah, but that was really funny. Although one of the uh, and I'm going to say this to the... Uh, I say this with absolute respect for the psychiatric ward. Y'all need to create a more comfortable environment. The ward is dark. It's like... Colors are like muted colors. I mean, I get it. They repurposed the old uh, maternity ward. Himagi. Above the old emergency. But then I was like... Everyone... No one... I, like, it does not feel like it's a good place to sit and talk. You know what I'm saying? Like there has to be some level of Understand. physical comfort, mm-hmm. right? Like especially when you're sitting on a chair, which is like a straight back, your back hurts. Like you want to be able to like lean back. You want to be able to, I don't know, lean and loaf. I think sometimes. I think that really helps also. Yeah, I think this is like the attentive to detail. You have to pay attention to the client because they're out there being vulnerable. They need to be comfortable yeah. in order to say something. So not just comfortable. And it's not comfortable when you're sitting on, especially office chairs. There is this psychological thing of when you see certain types of chairs, your body also. Like, look at this. Like, with this, you know, this is an office chair, right? But the reclining effect means that I can rest. But when you see a straight back chair, a lot of the time you're thinking, okay, no lean, straight back, be formal. Mm. I feel like this, I think a lot of the time, it's not their fault. And I think they're they're doing a really good job. I just... 
And I jokingly told her that I would really like to drag my own uh, Duvon, mm. Duvon, mm. <laughs> so that I could lie down and be like, it all started. <laughs> it all started when I was nine years old. She took it seriously. She was like, really? I was like, no, I'm joking. So it's, it's more like a sit-down interview style, right? Yeah, like, it's a, it's a sit-down interview. Why is it like in movies, you always see like them lying on the chair and well, then pouring their water? That's more of... Freudian. Uh, Freudian way of doing it. Oh. It's called it's the psychodynamic method. way of doing oh. it. Why does it make the client? It's usually so patient. Sorry, patient more. One is relaxed. One is another reason why is because like when they're lying down, mm. they sort of look. They don't really see the counselor. Mm. So, so in a way, it's like what basically psychotherapy comprises of is this idea of free association. So it's where the client basically talks about whatever he or she wants to talk about. So at that moment, like when he's like, you know, blabbering about like, you don't really want, like you don't really want to disturb them by, you know, saying yes, no, whatever it is. Well, right? think, so yeah. it's, it's like, you know, in a way it's for them to like be in their own world and to reflect and you're just there listening to them. Somewhere. I think that would, that, I see that now because I know it. I felt uncomfortable each time like as I was talking that they would write notes right like of course I can't mm. see facial details but okay. I can see movement right yeah, you can, you can tell so like when, when you see them like when you see something that's very like personal personal and you see them writing it down then you feel uncomfortable mm. right like it's like oh no they've taken note of, of something that is very personal to me mm. so I get it now like if you have to look away from them then they, it, it yeah. becomes uh, more comfortable you have to see them you know like you know in the back of the mind throughout the session you're making notes but you're not actually seeing them at that moment yeah. make notes about that certain thing you just said I yeah. get it I get it it, may, it makes sense mm-hmm. uh, I think we've been an hour now I think this is a good time to wrap it up because I'm freezing my ass off I don't know about <laughs> you guys man. I'm really cold I, okay. I stopped feeling my balls a while ago so, uh, can you even feel your balls I, I hope everyone's keeping warm this winter because it's fucking cold <laughs> every morning is a struggle so uh, Kinla any parting words anything you want to plug in the end anything you hope to see in the field of psychology or psychotherapy in Bhutan before you bid adieu to this part Nah, I just hope that everything gets better and people, more people come out from their, uh, from whatever issues they may be facing. So, yeah, more strength to you. Yeah, and then share this part if it was helpful for you to any friend (laughs) dealing with. uh, I mean that mental health. Dick boys. Dick dick boys. (laughs) This is the logo. This This is is the dick dick boys. I did not mean the other thing. I'm sorry. (laughs) Now you talk about it. I'm sorry. Okay, like I said, please share this to any friend or any person you might know who might uh, help. It helped you in this part because actually I kind of opened my eyes on a few things which I did not uh, think about in regards to mental health. I've actually found some people who say they like listening to our part just as a way to like yeah. distract themselves from it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe listening to the part is one way that you, therapy, yeah. you, you, know, mm-hmm. you de-stress. Yeah. That's what I used to do every time when I was working, not our own podcast, but like other podcasts when I was like, Doing dishes or laundry or something. This is very good to in the background. What? What? Um, Why did you tap me like? No, that? no. Like I just wanted to say like. This is not. This is like whatever I said. He is not know, a professional. No. I think and you need then, to be more assertive in there. I think you're really backpedaling on no, things. No, no, it's no, like no, saying no. Like, like you know what, you should do this, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sort of. But like, yeah, this is generally some of my own opinions, mm. and a lot of majority of them are theories and ideas from the textbooks that I've read yeah. but like what I say might not necessarily be always true so just want you to let you know that these are my opinion you don't these okay. aren't facts I and now we're going to end this spot by having a performance by the Dig Dig Boys plug in no let's say the plug your thing there yeah stuff Plug the song, man. Plug the songs and plug the other stuff also. Check out Autofalls in Junior Music. And also subscribe to Junior Studios. We're trying to get to 5,000 subscribers. And this is the season finale for this sidepod. But we will be back eventually. (laughs) We're done. We're done. We quit, man. Why are they trying to stay relevant, man? (laughs) It's difficult to do this on a regular basis. Unlike you, we haven't made it. Oh, yeah. Check out Made It. Don't. It's not good. Okay. On bail to your one. <laughs> Check out Dig Dig Boys on bail. That's that's more entertaining. Yeah. yeah. And there'll be a new group.
Come on. Chinese cigar dance move. They mean I'm We should have we should have had Norla here the whole time. Wait. Look at how he opens up. Wait, Chimimena. Uh-huh. Chimimena. Let's see. Huh? Sri Simto the Chimimena. Okay. Ah. Uh, what else? Yeah. See you all in the next one. Eh. Hey, any update on the on the backflip kinle? Uh, still doing it, still learning. I busted my ankle the last time I did it and I had to take a double that move, why not? Yeah, yes. The way I fell was not, it was not fun. I twisted my ankle really badly. But also Parkour is not here currently. He's in the south for some work. So I haven't, my, 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 my sensei is not here. Well, what was the target? 50? 50. 50 more so, 50. so still have like since the season finale this plenty four, of time this is 14 so 14 more I mean episodes. it's not like it's a season finale it's more like it's difficult to do this on a weekly basis because everyone has their own work yeah Junor has their own thing going on Sai's working on his own stuff I'm doing my own thing so it's not easy to always come here on a weekly basis yeah and then luckily we did this also after like what a month yeah Shit. so yeah. you know what at this point we're not fucking apologizing we're gonna put we're gonna put up episodes whenever we all can get the time to do yeah, it yeah and hopefully you all continue to listen and thank you if you have continued to listen and until then sayonara and kill